It's Tuesday, the 21st of December, and welcome to Afternoon Sports. Shad Wicker here filling in for Tim Gilbert. Joined, as always, by Shane Lee. Shano, we're getting closer. We've got about, what, four sleeps until Christmas, mm. which means the Boxing Day test is coming. Where are you going to be for it? Mate, I'll be in Melbourne uh, seeing the in-laws for Christmas, and uh, I'll be at the MCG come Boxing Day, mate. I'll be there for the first ball. I can't wait. It's... Uh, it is an amazing um, stadium and an amazing occasion. So very, very much looking forward to that one, buddy. Yeah, very good reason to uh, get away from the in-laws as well. I'm so 100%. sorry. I have to go to the MCG. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> uh, well, uh, like we mentioned yesterday, we have a charity auction running at the moment, Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation. Uh, there's amazing things for you to buy on the auction, including a cricket bat signed by the Aussies from the Ashes in 2019. That's who they did of the UK. You can go to afternoonsport.com uh, forward slash auction if you want to get your hands on that. Now, today, Shano, on the show, we've got to talk a lot of stuff. One, we've got to follow up on Jake Paul, the boxing. Uh, mm-hmm. He's already been labelled a cheat. After we just gave him so many praises uh, yesterday, we obviously have to talk about the Aussies that have pretty much got this in the bag for the second Ashes test. And the NRL is now all of a sudden cashed up again after what was supposed to be a tough COVID period. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. We should kick things off with cricket, of course. Now, uh, the Aussies have pretty much secured a win in Adelaide to go 2-0 up in the Ashes. They are, mate. 2-0 up. Uh, They won by 275 runs. So absolutely um, emphatic win there. And um, look, it it was an interesting day's cricket. England hung in there. Um, Josh Butler, who was dropped by Carey, well, didn't get a hand on him, uh, dropped early in his innings, uh, scored 26 runs off 258 balls. But it was Joe Richardson who took his first five wickets for Australia. He bowled really, really well, took five for 42. The Aussies too good, as you said, mate. They're two love up going into Boxing Day. Uh, Australians are on fire, mate. And this was this was all done too um, with the brand new captain out because of the COVID rules as well, wasn't it? Yeah, Steve Steve Smith took over, and um, look, he has a very very good record as captain uh, prior to Sandpaper Gate. Um, but I think uh, he will now step aside um, for Pat Cummins, who'll come back in for the Boxing Day Test match. Look, the Australians did, Australians did really really well to um, look. They had two new bowlers, Nessa uh, and Joe Richardson, as part of their bowling lineup. Uh, Mitchell Stark did really well. I think he took six wickets. For for the match, but um, really well supported by those two young fast bowlers. Um, our, our bowling stocks are really good, and um, they'll probably step aside now. I think Mitch, uh, Josh Hazelwood will probably not play. They might give him another test match off due to his side strain. But, um, yeah, looking really, really good for uh, for 
potentially a clean sweep here against the Poms. I was going to bring that up because I know mm. that that was the talk before the series, like, well, the whole Ashes started. There was this talk of, oh, we feel like we can go 5-0. Do you think that that's, like, on the cards? Look, it's on the cards. But they're 2-0 they're up, but uh, there's a lot of cricket to go. I think England will probably change four or five players for this next Test match. They are all over the shop um, with their selection. Um, it's still going to be hard to win the next three Test matches, but saying that, we're playing well. We're a better team from, from top to bottom. Um, um, from bowling stocks right through to batting, uh, we're far superior. So I'd love to see him win 5-0, but a lot of cricket to go yet, Chad. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, I mean, how's this? I'm going to put you on the spot because we haven't yeah, sure. discussed this, but if there's if there's probably two things that England can do to try and win the next test, what would it be? Well, bat in partnerships. Um, their, their top order has been so weak. Um, yeah, a lot of low scores. I think England have scored something like 51 ducks um, as a team this this calendar year, uh, which is a ridiculous stat. The record is 54, um, so there's still a chance to break in the all-time record there. So they need to score more runs um, and, and basically take their catches. The, the, their bowlers are creating chances, but they've dropped 12 catches already uh, in two test matches. Not good enough. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, uh, we'll have to see what they can do. I mean, it would be great to see a 5 0 just <laughs> back on our shoulders. Would be unbelievable. Be uh, there was a few uh, good sights in the cricket, too. You spotted something to do with uh, a few fans enjoying a couple of mid strengths, I'd imagine. This has gone viral. Two blokes. One bloke did it well. He sculled two beers. He had a bright yellow shirt on and sculled it. And he, he, he drank the beer and then sort of walked off with two more beers in his, um, in his tray. And then the crowd would cheer him on. He'd go back and scull another one. And he did three of those. This other poor bloke did two in a row, went back for the third, vomited, uh, <laughs> then walked off and then fell face face down, um, face planted and smashed his face against the concrete. Um, the next video was of him being wheeled off in a wheelchair by the police. And then the, a picture came out and the poor guy has smashed his teeth his nose, he looks like he's been in a 10-round fight with Mike Tyson. So uh, there's a way to do it and a way not to do it. But uh, I'm sure the second bloke's ruining <laughs> sculling those beers in front of the crowd. Mate, I, you know what? I remember a mate of mine went to the Ashes years ago. And do you remember that time when they did the snake around? Yes. I think it was actually at the Gabba. Yep. And uh, they did the big beer snake and it made it all the way around. And he was one of the people connecting the snake. <laughs> and he was actually, he actually called in sick that day to work. Oh, no. And was That's caught the- red handed on the telly. Like, we're working for 10 at the time, like Channel 10. And they had it on all the screens there, even though obviously different TV station blatantly caught trying to connect the beer snake together at the Gabba. Nothing worse than getting your hand caught on a snake at work. But, um, <laughs> but I tell you, Bob, Bob Hawke used to, to scull beers. We all know that in, at the cricket. So um, it's just Australian tradition. But uh, yeah, that second bloke, not, not, not the best way to do it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Stay with us because we'll be talking F1 boxing tennis. The summer is about to come here. More after this short break. Hey, Shano, the F1 had its fair share of controversy towards the end of this uh, season, and the aftermath is kind of continuing at the moment. A few rule changes seem to be on the cards. Well, big time, yeah. So they uh, introduced into the broadcast um, uh, the conversations between the team principals and the race director, who is the Australian, uh, Michael Massey. But they've worked out that the um, the team principals were using those conversations to influence um, the race director himself, but also 
also perception from the viewers, um, putting pressure on, hence all the, all the discussion. Now, there's, there's two schools of thought here. Do you take that out because it is um, taking away any sort of uh, ability for the race director to make the right decision without being influenced, or, or do you keep it in because everyone's talking about it and, it, and it's promoting F1 extremely well around the world? Well, yeah, it's, it's like the compromise. Do you go with the entertainment over the 100%. value of the race, I guess? But, I mean, it's almost – there was always going to be a few more little niggles, wasn't it, after what happened with the uh, safety car and whatnot to pretty much finish the championship. So I feel like the F1's done a lot of changes over the last few years. I mean, we went from fuel, the way the cars have been racing, all that kind mm. of stuff. The, from a sport that was supposed to be so rigid in all its rules and it has to be this way and it should always be this way, for them to like start changing it up now for broadcasting is very interesting to me. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. We'll uh, move on to boxing now. Now, we've got two big fights we've got to talk about. One was, of course, we had the Jake Paul, uh, Tyron Woodley fight uh, just this past uh, Sunday. And we spoke about it yesterday. We were like, oh, what? We've got to call him a boxer now. We can't say YouTuber Jake Paul. He is a legitimate boxer because he knocked the man out. But already people are saying that it is 100% rigged. Well, it's a big call, isn't it? I don't know how you really uh, – I'm sure you can rig a boxing fight, but uh, I saw some of those punches in that fight when I watched it, and um, they didn't look rigged to me. Um, saying that, Jake Paul, we spoke about it yesterday, he has a lot of power in this sport, doesn't he? Mm, yeah, I I feel like it, it's just part of fueling the fire. Like we were saying, the, the guy's I think is a legitimate boxer. I, I would agree. have to say I think he's a legitimate boxer, but he's also probably one of, if not already, the greatest promoter when it comes to his fights. Yeah. Like yep. We're talking a, a McGregor-level hype that he can get around these boxing matches, which let's be very honest, they're not superstars. He's not fighting people that are <laughs> unbelievable talent. So I think that I wouldn't be surprised if, um, and he's him and his brother have been known for this before where they kind of fuel this fire. Sure. They fuel this controversy. They put this out there so that when the next fight is said, uh, which I think uh, Jorge Masvidal is the person that they that people think is likely to be the next guy that he'll probably fight. I think this is all just part of the setup as a classic saying I remember hearing um, from a comic actually named Andrew Schultz in the US. He used to say, everything's wrestling. Everything's a storyline. Everything is the WWE. And I think that is the life that Jake Paul pretty much lives. Uh, We'll go from one boxer to the next, Shano. We're going from Jake Paul to uh, another person in Australia who wants to get that kind of legitimacy in boxing. Paul Gallon is uh, up against Darcy Lussick soon, and the smack talk has already begun. Mate, it's already already begun. And uh, he said, Paul Gallon's come out and said, S dot 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 T-I-N-G. Is he shitting himself or is he sexting himself? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, I I find it hard to believe that the guy's going to be sending himself dick pics to get him charged up for the fight, but that'd be one of the weirdest moments of trash talking in boxing history. You're sexting yourself. <laughs> do you think, do you think, cause you know, but Paul, obviously the TKO um, was the last fight we saw Gallon in. We're never going to see the Sonny Bill, Paul Gallon fight. So anyone who's waiting for that, it's just not going to happen. Mm. The timeline's not going to work, but I, I will say this about Paul. Uh, and I loved it purely because the guy can take a punch and I will watch him get punched in the face for an hour and a bit 
gladly. Um, do you think Darcy Lustig even has a chance in this fight? I don't think he has. I think Paul Gallen's going to be too strong, too fit for him. But um, look, I'd love to. Well, it depends on what he does not before with his phone, really. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be going out there with an extra arm, I reckon, if he does his extra grind. Uh- <laughs> Gallen can't get close to him. <laughs> Use the reach, mate. Use the reach. Uh, The Summer of Tennis is next on the agenda. We've got uh, Rafael Nadal in – look, this Aussie Open, I will clarify, this Mm. this Aussie Open is at risk, I feel, of losing a lot of stars. Um, Obviously, the the, the vaccine controversy is is a big reason for that, but also just travel restrictions as well. But Rafael Nadal looks like he might not even make it because he's tested positive for COVID. Poor bloke. Yeah, he's tested positive for COVID. So uh, I I doubt he's going to be here because by the time he actually, I'm not sure how long it takes to recover um, from COVID, but it's it, it's going to be a couple of weeks minimum, um, and that means he won't get in a, uh, a lead up tournament. So he's he's very very unlikely to be here for the Australian Open, which is a huge huge loss um, for not only for the Australian Open itself, but for the for the broadcaster. So he he is a real uh, draw card, that's for sure. Mate, it, it, it's definitely going to be a huge hit to the yeah. roster if Rafael uh, yeah. Nadal can't be there. Also, the fact that um, when you talk about the recovery time on COVID, there's athletes in the US uh, across the NFL that have that have gotten COVID and have said the effects of uh, what they call long COVID has really been bad for a lot of the larger players, which is the breathlessness, losing a lot of their yeah. cardio. Yeah. And when you think of tennis, Oof. if that's the impact you have and you think of someone like Rafael Nadal, you just hope that that's not the kind of impact it has on him in the lead up to a tournament because that is that is yeah. pretty much most of his game Career being able to stay in the yeah. fight. Yeah. I tell you what, I, I gave you a stir just uh, yesterday about not getting a name right, so I'm going to have a crack at one now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Uh, Peng Shui. It is. Is it? That's, that's her name, yep. Mate, Peng Shui. Yeah, exactly. I do that in my house as well just to make sure everything looks nice. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, so she she's basically come out now and retracted all all her claims of sexual assault uh, by a Chinese government official, um, and she said her original claims have been distorted and misinterpreted, and this one hundred percent contradicts her social media um, posts about those uh, original assaults. So um, she's obviously been silenced um, and has to get on with her life. She went missing for. for or over a month there. Yeah, it's um, a dicey story, isn't it? Yeah, you, you can't in China. You cannot speak out uh, out about someone who's um, more senior than you. And um, she did that, and now she's been silenced. So she's retracted those claims, and obviously wants to move on with her life and play play tennis. So I, I just hope the girl's okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite an interesting one in terms of like being silenced as a as an athlete as well in the tennis world, where it's been like kind of a an ongoing topic for the last few months as well. Uh, now the the Boxing Day test, we did say you're going to be using it as a great excuse to get out of the house, <laughs> Chano. That's uh, unreal, and uh, I think you've always got that in your back pocket every single year. But uh, the MCG is the uh, next location for the Ashes. Now, have you got any great stories from the MCG? It's the it's the Biggest name in terms of cricketing uh, venues in the country. It is. It, it is the greatest crowd to play in front of anywhere in the world. Um, the, the Melbourne crowd, uh, the Boxing Day test is unbelievable. Look, I've had some great moments there. I, I actually saw my brother Brett make his test to boo there in 1999. He took five for 32. Um, I took my best bowling figures there, five for 33. Uh, one more, one more, <laughs> one more run expensive than Brett. But um, but it was one of uh, one of the Shield games there we played, and um, and Greg Matthews, I think, had probably a few beers the night before. 
um, and fell asleep in the bowels of the MCG change rooms. Um, he was next into bat, and when a wicket falls in cricket, you've only got three minutes to get out to the ground. What happens uh, if you don't make the three minutes? They move you, on to the next one and you're you, out? You can be timed out, yes. Um, and, and five minutes into this, there was no sign of Greg Matthews. They found him asleep under the stairs. and <laughs> They woke him up, <laughs> dragged him out, and he came running out. And the Victorians were absolutely blowing up because he should have been uh, officially timed out, but he ended up scoring 50 runs, so they weren't happy. But <laughs> but the MCG, there's so many great sporting stories there. I remember Viv Richards getting bowled off Dennis Lilly off the last ball of the day in a test match in the in the 80s. So it, it, it's just a, a wonderful ground. The people are very knowledgeable. Um, and come Boxing Day, I think, with the two years that Melbourne has had, uh, it is going to be one of the great um, sporting occasions of this calendar year. Yeah, it'll be nice to see uh, the the one of the yeah, like you said, one of the biggest spectacles to be back at the MCG mm. with a pretty much full house. Hundred thousand uh, people, yeah. That is going to be unreal to see both on the telly as well. That's it for afternoon sport today. Make sure you follow and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. And also a big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, thanks to our fantastic sponsors in Main Hair Care. That's M A N E MainHairCare.com. Yeah, and of course, uh, to our producer, Dan McHugh, who has to make the hard part to big, take out all of the horrible things that Shane says throughout every episode. Uh, but Shane, I'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Remember, no sexting yourself.